What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back for another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 35, the Kevin Durant episode right here, the Slim Reaper episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad you are here with me. Thank you. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You guys know what you got to do, man. Like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, do all that, man. We have a Clips channel. Don't forget the Clips channel. Like, we have the entire episode, but go to the Clips channel as well. Check out the Clips. You might have just heard something like, you know what? I want to hear that segment again. You know what? Listen to the whole episode. Listen to the whole episode first. Hear what you want to hear. And then if you want to go back and be like, oh, I want to share this dope thing that Jesse said, you don't have to sift through the entire thing. Go check the Clips channel. It's probably going to be over there where you can just bloop, take it, play it uh, in your group chat, play it, get the information from it. So now when you go to, the, to, the, to your homeboys or ladies, if you want to impress your man or you want to impress the other ladies at, at the lunchroom, and you want some good factual, actual stats, you go and pull that clip, you rehearse that thing in the car before you get into work, then you walk in there, you walk in there with guns blazing. Because now you listen, to, you listen to Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, and you got some actual factuals about what's happening, what's going on. You can carry a conversation. You know what I mean? You want to get your man to get you, but like he's not, he's not listening to me. You bring one of these topics to the table, and you, you, you got some information to back up one of these topics, Homeboy going to listen to you. You feel me? And fellas, if you're not knowledgeable enough of the game, come right. I'm going to give you the goods so that you can impress your lady in front of the uh, in front of the homies. And be like, yeah, I saw someone. She'll be like, okay, bae, I see you with the information. I'm just trying to help you out, man. So check the clips page out, man. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Mr. Fourth and Long. On all platforms, man. Again, you guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my motivation at the beginning because let's be honest, a lot of you aren't going to be here to the end. I'm just not for everybody. I got a smart mouth. My mother tells me all the time, somebody going to whoop your bleep, bleep, bleep one day because of your mouth. Trust me, no one has done it yet. I'm not saying that it won't happen. This hasn't done yet. This mouth has gotten me into a lot of good things. It's gotten me into some trouble. It's done some other good things in this world as well. We won't mention that on this particular show, but it is what it is. But here's what I got for you guys today. And I actually wrote this down. This is mine. This is this is not from someone else. This is mine that I wrote down in my in my in my in my in my quote my quote section of the phone. It says the weight between our blessings, your blessings, is for our development. We can't and won't receive. What's waiting for us until we can handle it? A lot of times we are asking and hoping and praying for these blessings. And you're saying, insert whatever God that you believe in. I believe in Jesus Christ. But you're saying, Lord, I, I, I've been asking for this. And I've been asking for that. And I just haven't got it. Do you not hear me? What are you waiting on? And he's saying, I'm waiting on you to develop. Because a blessing is so precious to give that if a person isn't ready to handle it, to receive it, and, and to cherish it properly, it's a wasted blessing. And we don't get those again. 
So if you're in that pattern right now where you're waiting for a blessing to happen, if you're waiting for that thing to happen and you feel like you're in this holding pattern, that you're like a plane on the tarmac and you're like, I I'm, I'm ready to take off. And, and you're saying, Captain, let's go. And air traffic control, let's go. This plane is ready to take off and to receive the blessings that I have waiting on me. But you're still stuck on the tarmac. You have to take a time out and ask yourself, am I actually ready to receive it? Some of you are asking for that man or that woman or that job or that raise or that car or that house. And while the initial part of the blessing looks like, wow, this is really what I want. There's so you know, the people always say, you know, own a home, own a home. And I think great, own a home. But just so you know, you're going to have roof damage. You're going to have leaks. You might have cracked foundation. Your AC unit might go out. And all that now falls on you. So it's great to own a home, but understand, are you ready to handle everything that comes with owning a home? People always say, I see people do it all the time. Now, like they, they want to they own the BMWs and they want to own the, 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 the Benzes and all that kind of stuff. And I go, okay, wow, what a blessing. Can you afford the upkeep on that car? Can you afford the brakes on that? Can you afford the oil change? Can you afford the, 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 the insurance hike that you're going to have to take because it's a luxury vehicle? When the light bulb go out, you can't just go down to the local uh, uh, um, O'Reilly's and get a bulb out, out, the, out the aisle. Nah, you got to go to the dealership. If you need a battery, it, it, there's certain things that you're asking for these blessings and God is saying, I, I, I'm not that I don't want to give them to you, but I have to have you prepared to receive them. And then most importantly about the blessings in itself, the development part a lot of times is, are you going to share the blessing? Are you going to be a vessel with the blessing? Or are you going to be selfish with the blessing? And I'm not saying that the blessing can't help you, but if you're getting these blessings and these things that you're asking and waiting for, how are you going to be able to help those around you? Because if you're just keeping them for yourself, then you're not developed enough for them. If all you're thinking about is you in that blessing, that's a clear indication that you are not mature enough. You're not, you're, your, your blessing maturity has not grown enough to receive those things. Because whether it's the immediate around you or those who may not be immediate around you, you are blessed to be a blessing. And so if it's the bins, Give somebody a ride. If it's the home, welcome someone in for a meal. Give them a roof over their head for a period of time. Allow things to happen. Allow things to grow underneath that roof. If it's a raise, allow that money to take care of you. But also, if there's a need that can be met from someone else, help them. If it's a relationship, not only think about relationship selfishly about you, how can I grow her? How can I grow him? How can we be an example of what a healthy relationship looks like for potentially one day, maybe a child? So that's it, that, 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 that's what that's the development part that you have to have when it comes to asking and receiving for receiving these blessings. So I'm not saying that you can't ask for them, but also understand the wait time between when you ask for them and when they actually happen. There needs to be a developmental part in there. there they, God, God knows for Jesse Holly. He can't give me $20 million right now. I am not mature enough for that. He can give me five. I'll be good with five. I'm going to bless folks with five. He gave me 20. 
he might lose me. I'm not going to lie. I don't even play the lottery. Those, those million-dollar, billion-dollar lotteries, if I win the Powerball and I get $650 million, y'all think I'm unfiltered now. I'll be gone. I would really be gone. Like I would, I would be in a cave somewhere in a foreign corner of the country, never to be heard of again. And that's not what he made me for. He he didn't make me to go in a cave in isolation and be and be and, and be in solitude and never talk to anybody ever. Ever, I would do dumb stuff. I would do dumb stuff like um, get an interpreter for people who speak English to speak to me. Dumb stuff. So yeah. So understand uh, that that blessing, that period of time in between the asking of the blessing and the receiving of the blessing, that that wait time, it's not it's not it's not a no, it's just it's a development. You're not you have not been denied, but you've asked to been you've asked to be developed. All right, all right, man. Let's get into this thing. Cowboys versus Panthers this Sunday, 12 noon at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. I love me some North Carolina boys. Shout out to Chapel Hill. Oof. Yes, North Carolina. Uh, the Cowboys, guess what? I told you guys this last week. It's very, it's very rare that you can come into a season and have two preseason games in the middle of the season. The Cowboys went to work last week against the Giants, beating them 49-17, and guess what? They have another one. They have another preseason game this Sunday at 12 noon. This is uh, Walmart, Rite Aid, CVS, Albertsons, uh, Walmart, Brookshire, whoever has a pharmacy, whoever a, do whoever a doctor can write a prescription, H-E-B, whoever a doctor can write a prescription for and say, here's what you need to take to fix you. And for the Cowboys, the doctor, Roger Goodell, Dr. Goodell, Dr. Goodell wrote on the schedule that on this week you will play the, the, the Carolina Panthers. And Dr. Goodell wrote that prescription and handed it in to one of those. It, it, it can be, it can be, it, the prescription can be filled at any, any, any one of these. And so the Cowboys are now filling the prescription. They go up against Carolina Panthers, who are one and eight. Bad football team. Rookie quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. Not quite live. He's very mid. He's very mid. He's young. But what makes it look bad is that you got C.J. Stroud in, in Houston right now that was the number two overall pick, Bryce Young the number one overall pick. And C.J. Stroud is, 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 is out there going to get it. He's looking good. Talking about even C.J. Stroud might be in the MVP conversation. Bryce Young, smaller quarterback. His thing was his mobility in college and his accuracy, you don't see none of it now. You don't see any of it now. He looks, um, he looks hurried. He looks out of sorts. See, it's different. And it, this is the thing I think sometimes people misconstrue. When you're at Alabama, you have the best of the best. You have the best offensive linemen in the country. You have some of the best receivers in the country. You have some of the best running backs in the country. You have some of the best defensive backs in the country. Defensive, you, you, you're, you're, you're surrounded by the best of the best. So whatever skills that you have, they're, in, they're, uh, 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 they're elevated and accentuated because the talent that you have around you. And most of the time when you're at Alabama or at Georgia, the team that you're playing against can't match you talent for talent. 
So when you take your talent and you couple it with the with the other levels of talent and you're playing a bunch of less talented people, you look greater than what you actually might be. But when now you have to get around the other bunch of talented people, when you have to get around the Alabamas of the world, when you have to play Alabama, when Alabama has to play Alabama every week or Alabama-like or like Georgia, they look different. They look funny in the light. <laughs> and so you see Bryce Young trying to figure out, you know what, I, I, I am not, I'm, I'm not more athletic than everybody. And, and, and my level of anticipation and accuracy isn't, isn't overwhelming like it was in college because the guys playing the cross from you on these NFL teams are all Alabama-like. So now what differentiates your talent from their talent? And sometimes that, that's, a, that's a hard thing to catch up with. And I'm not saying that it's, it's over for Bryce Young. Um, he has a chance to. And now he needs more weapons. That's not, that's not uncommon for, for teams, his offensive line isn't blocking well, and things just aren't working extremely well for him right now. But you all know when you go that high in the draft, it, it should be some sort of immediate impact, and it doesn't look that way right now. And there's other quarterbacks who've had tons of success in the National Football League who start out their rookie year looking like a fish out of water. I'm just saying for this week's matchup, Bryce Young is food and should be treated as such. He looks uncomfortable. He looks rushed. Uh, the running game is eh, okay. The offensive line is sussy. Um, Chuba, the name Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, he's a solid running back. But again, when you don't have a good offensive line and you and you're an okay running back, it, it just everything just doesn't work well for you. You got Adam Adam Thielen, who's 197 years old, as your receiver. So for Bryce Young, and then and then you don't have you don't have a good coaching staff. You you already have dysfunction in your coaching staff. Uh, Frank Wright, he's now taking over the play calling a, a little bit. And know what that says to me? That says to me, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down captaining the ship. If I'm supposed to be an offensive guy, and our offense isn't going well, and I'm on the and and, and my firing is probably on the horizon that I'm going to go down my way, Frank Sinatra style. So Frank Wright is now taking over the play-calling duties for the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if that's going to make a difference or not because you still have what you have. Frank Wright was still in the meetings when they were developing the game plan. He may not be calling the plays on Sunday, and that, that does have a little bit of a, a – a, a, it matters. But the talent is still the same. You have one in eight talent right now. And that's not changing. No, you know, Steve Smith Sr. is not walking through that door. Musa Muhammad is not walking through that door. Uh, Julius Peppers is not walking through that door. Those players aren't walking through that door. Prime, uh, um, uh, what was the quarterback's name? Josh Norman is not walking through that door. You're going to have to deal with who you got to deal with. And right now, it's Bryce Young and company. As far as, you know, defensively, they got some good players. They got, they got two good players defensively. They got uh, Brian Burns, and they got Derrick Brown. Number zero, is, if they were in a single digit, you're probably a good player. And Burns is a really good player. He was, a lot of people came at 
came out looking for birds during the trade deadline. They were saying, like, this is a guy that we would love to have on our defense. And there's, a, there's an area of concern I look at Brian Burns. He plays over the defense left side, the offense right side. Who is the Cowboys' offensive right tackle? Terrence Steele, not having a good football year. <laughs> Just not. He's not having a good football year. I don't know if it's physical or mental or, or both. But he, 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 he's not having a good year. And Brian Burns is one of those pass rushers that will apply pressure every single down. What they run defensively, they run a 3-4 defense. Um, they play a lot of zone in the back end. They're the third most zone playing team in the National Football League. But Brian Burns is coming. Pause. He's coming after your quarterback. Down after down after down. And Brian Burns is a game wrecker. He's the kind of guy that can, that can turn the corner, bend, get around that edge, strip sack, fumble. He's the kind of guy that can turn that corner and do one of those lasso yopes and, and, and pull your quarterback down and he hurt his knee. Like he could be a game wrecker and a season wrecker if you let him beat up on your quarterback. So there, there has to be a, a, a mindfulness from Terrence Steele, from Dak Prescott, from Mike McCarthy, from Mike Solari, the offensive line coach. Give, if you see that there's an issue with, with, with Terrence Steele defending, defending against Brian Burns, send help. Don't wait. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till he's turned the corner two or three times and has two or three sacks on you, and, and now you're talking about, well, let's find, let's find an answer. He practiced today. He had a concussion. He practiced today, so it looks like he's trending towards playing in the game. And I've said this before, and I'll say it a hundred other times. People look at the Dallas Cowboys like they did for my North Carolina basketball team as this is our Super Bowl. The Panthers may win one other game this season. Maybe. They may end up winning the only having one win against the Texans throughout the season. If they get a second win and it's against the Dallas Cowboys at home, that's their season. That is this is this uh, for all intents and purposes this becomes their Super Bowl. If they can throw a monkey wrench in in in, in into the Cowboys mix and they can get that W because yeah everyone looks at the Cowboys as America's team it they look at the Cowboys and despite when the Cowboys not being Super Bowl contenders or Super Bowl winners and even getting to the NFC Championship in thirty years it's still the standard is still the standard. It's still looked at as. One of the one of the one of the one of the bright spots in the National Football League. And so I think the Panthers are gonna come away with wanting to do that. They're giving up 27 points a game, which which is right up the alley of the Cowboys. They're scoring points now. This defense, the pressure is going to be applied to them by the Cowboys offense. What you saw last week was a part of the get right. How do, how do I get my team right? And even coming out of the bye, Next Gen Stats talked about it. It said that the Cowboys have passed the ball 10% more, more often than expected given the situational factors. They're first in the National Football League. Since coming out of the bye, coming out of the bye, Dak Prescott leads the NFL in passing yards and in touchdowns. Just about under 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. The passing game has picked up. You see Mike McCarthy using more of the motion. He used the motion the last game 61% of the time. 
And that's the thing we've been trying. Like, Mike, use the motion. And for nothing else, it gives it gives everybody on the offense a clearer picture of what's going on. If I run motion and a guy goes across the ball and whoever's guarding that guy goes with him, alert, alert, alert to everyone on the offense, this is man coverage. Now, what kind of man coverage? We'll figure that out after the snap. But we now know this is man coverage. The quarterback now knows I know what route concepts that I have. The receivers know I know what route concepts I have. I know in man coverage, this is how the readers are going to go for these route, these route concepts. If that same motion goes across the field and they just bounce guys over, alert, 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 everybody now knows on the offensive side of the ball that it is zone. And now the quarterback, the receivers, the tight ends, the running backs, everybody know where our responsibilities are in zone. And then now it goes back to your teaching. All right, they're in zone. Well, this particular team runs zone, runs a cover three zone, runs a cover, runs a quarter zone, runs cover six. Whatever, the, whatever those things are, you go back to your teaching. You go, oh, oh, it's third down. Well, third down, sixty percent of the time they run cover four. So now I know in what my route is in cover four. What adjustments that need to be made? My depth. Where should I where should I sit? Where should I throttle throttle down at? Where should I, you know, speed through? All of these things now become determining factors when you just use something as simple as motion. And that was the thing that we were all trying to get Mike to understand. Just use the motion to give your quarterback a clearer picture. He's done that coming out of the break. And all you've seen the offense do, Dak Prescott do, is begin to put up numbers after numbers after numbers. CeeDee Lamb on a historic streak. Uh, 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 Brandon Carr, 173 yards last week. The running game got going last week. You see the emergence of Jake Ferguson. All of these things are happening because guess what? Yes, you're playing lesser opponents, and you should beat the brakes off those opponents every single time. I get it. I understand it. But it's also happening because even though you're playing lesser opponents, you have to understand where the ball should go. And I think now the Cowboys have a – using something simple as just using the motion – I now understand what I'm facing. Now, doesn't 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 deter you from making mistakes. It doesn't stop them from making a play. Um, there's still 11 one-on-one battles that are happening across the football field. You can have the perfect play set up for that particular look on def- defensively, and an offensive lineman can get beat for a sack. You can have that perfect look going on, and now the first read just got jammed up. Oh, I got to find my second read. So there's things that can happen. You can, you can understand what you see. You can have an answer to the test, and you can be ready to go, and something can still happen to deter you from that, from that success happening on that play. That's the give and take. But using that motion gives the Cowboys an opportunity to kind of give themselves the best chance to have the answer to the test. The multiple choice, it goes from four answers to two answers. And if I get a 50-50 chance every single time to be right with adding with with my knowledge of what I've seen before from just years and years and years of doing this, plus my knowledge from film study, that 50-50 chance now goes to an 80-20 chance. And now we just have to complete the play. That's simple as it is. This should be another game where the Cowboys should find themselves resting guys in the fourth quarter. Micah might not like it. 
But this should be a game that the Cowboys are going out there and saying, you know what, fourth quarter, pulling my guys out. Now, Micah, if you don't like it, then you need to get on the stat sheet early in the game. You didn't, you didn't like what happened to you last week? <laughs> hey, I, I understand. You want the stats. You need the sacks. You want to be a part of the defensive year category. I, I understand. But for you not to record a tackle, a pressure, an assisted tackle, a sack, nothing. We used to make fun of kids that would come home from games and then had no grass stain on their pants. Like, hey, did you play today? So don't be upset that you got to sit in the fourth quarter when you had three quarters to make an impact. If they're asking you to do more, do more. If they're asking you to be off the ball, be off the ball. But learn that position as best as possible can. It's not a shout out, Michael Parsons. I'm just saying. This is another one of the games where the Cowboys should be resting guys in the fourth quarter. This is a get-right game. This is this this is this is just what the doctor ordered game. This is CVS Walgreens right aid. I, I don't foresee the Cowboys having to truly battle. The counter pen. I told you guys last week, at, the Giants have more wins than the Panthers. The Panthers understand that this season is cooked. Pack him up. Pack him up. Frank Wright, Bryce Young, Bruce Burns, uh, um, Brian Burns. Pack him up. What these guys are looking for now is a reason to quit. Now, if you give them a chance in this game and they're hanging around, it's a three-point game, well, the competitive juices in any man that's playing this sport are going to say, all we got to do is make one play. We're in this game. We can actually win this game. And they'll try hard. But when that scoreboard starts flashing, 20 points, 21-point lead, they 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 packing it up. They've already called their baby mama, their wife, they, they, whoever's handling their handling their business is saying, pack the cars up. We ain't even having Thanksgiving here. Pack it up. Send so-and-so to take all the cars back to our Florida house, our Texas house. Get the, get the off-season house ready to go. Get the kids registered for school in the, in the, for the second half of the year. Because we ain't even seeing January. When we come back from the Christmas break, the kids should be enrolled in a different school. Sedate the dogs and ship them out to where they got to go to. This thing is over. They're looking for how can I get the bonuses in my contract and how I don't get hurt so I don't have to be here to rehab. I'm out. We'll figure this thing out next season when things are all shiny and fresh and everybody has a fresh start. But now, one and eight, one and nine, you better hope you look around and make sure. All right, well. well if we have a top five pick, I hope they don't pick my position. It's over. Season is done. So don't give them a reason to want to hang around and actually be in this football game. Go and break some more records. Go let C.D. Lamb add on to his. And which, by the way, I love what C.D. Lamb said last week. He said, I'm one of them. I'm one of the elites. If you don't think so, see you guys next week. I like it, C.D., I love, I love, uh, I love a confident talking wide receiver. Woo. I love it. I love it. I love even more when you go out there and you back it up. I I need to do. I'm I'm not really good with the graphics, but I I need to do. Uh um. You know how they do a. This is how it started. This is how it's going. I need to do a graphic and go back and get the audio when CD said, "Just give me the ball." 
We having red zone woes. We having scoring roles. We having give me the ball more. And then flash to now. Ain't seen what he's done over the last four or five weeks after saying give me the rock. Looks, looking good right now for C.D. Lamb. But we'll get more into this later on in the week. But this is one of those games where, man, it's tough to watch film. It is. It, it really is tough to watch film. You have, you have to force yourself to really pay attention because offensively and defensively, it's not a good football team, the Carolina Panthers I'm talking about. The Cowboys have everything in front of them. The Cowboys have everything in front of them. This should be another get-right game, another stat patent game. You want everybody to leave this game healthy? And then you start getting into you got you'll have Washington on Thanksgiving, and then you get into that you get into that weird space where you'll have ten you'll have three games in like twelve days. Seattle's not a, not a pushover, good football team. Then you'll see Philly again. So so these are the type of games. Yo, get guys in, whoop up whoop up on them. Let's go home. Let's travel back. Let's get rested up. Short week coming up. Short week, believe it or not. Thanksgiving's next week. Wow. Thanksgiving is next week. That's crazy. It's crazy. Years flying by. But get ready for that game. Short week. Got to get your body recovered. That's important. People don't understand that. Got to get your body recovered for next week. Then you play Thursday, Thursday. You play. So that's that's three games in fourteen days. That's tough. Cause you cause you, cause you go from playing uh, a gimme. In Washington, in, 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 in Carolina, then you play eh, in Washington. Then you got to play a tough game in Seattle. Seattle's not going to be an easy game. I don't. You're not going to blow Seattle out. If you do, great. If you do, great. I'm not saying that you can't win that game. I think you're going to beat Seattle. But I also know when you have to get to Seattle and you've played those two other two games in, in, in 10 days, in, I'm sorry, in four days, three days, that's tough. Your body is beat up. But – First thing I do is take care of business right here, and I think, um, I think that's doable business against. Cowboys are home for that game. Cowboys are home. First Seahawks game. They're home. They're home for that one. Good, yeah. good. Yeah. Two home, two home games back to back. It's good. Thanksgiving in the week after. That's good. And they and they win well at home. Three games. They'll have three home games back to back. They'll have Washington, Seattle, and then Philadelphia back to back to back at home. There's a streak in there. Does one of the three of those games in the home winning streak for the Cowboys? They have 12 straight games at home that they've won, dating back to last year. Do the, do the streak? Ah, we'll talk about that later. That's all I got for the Cowboys Panthers. We'll talk more of it when I give my predictions later on in the week. We'll move around to around the sports world. Keep it in the NFL. Deshaun Watson out for the year. Broken bone in his shoulder. Think he can get that massaged out? But I'll be here all week. <laughs> you think you think Deshaun Watson still gets massages? The real talk, honestly. Damn. Never thought about it. <laughs> He's got it, right? Sure he does. Cheap, cheap sure. Like that matters. The team was buying them hotels in, in, in Houston. Anyway. Uh, Deshaun Watson out for the year, broken bone in his shoulder. You know, and, and it's it's <laughs> shout out to my boy Derek Holland, who's a diehard um, Browns fan. It's just bad franchises continue to have bad things happen to them. 
They gave Deshaun Watson all this money, $230 million guaranteed, unprecedented. No, it had never been done before the National Football League. Some people are saying karma are coming back to get the Browns. They're saying, why would you give a man all this money with 25 pending cases open to him at the time? I, I think the Browns were looking at it and saying, you know what? If, if we can get a – because they – I mean, the list of quarterbacks that have been to the, to the Cleveland Browns is, is longer than 635. Highway. But they figured, hey, if we can get a quarterback that kind of is somewhat relevant and can actually play, we'll put some weapons around him, and we'll have something. And you know what? They have probably one of the best defenses in the league, and this team's not bad. They're 6-3 and three right now. But Deshaun Watson, he's been in and out of the lineup all year long. Discovered they had broken bone and showed it done for the year. I, I, I don't know if the backups will be able to shout out to P.J. Walker, Jersey's finest, one of Jersey's finest. He won't get the start. Look at the, the, the rookie kid from out of UCLA. But I don't know if that's going to be enough. You know, maybe win a couple more games. This defense, this defense can win you a couple more games if you can game manage it the right proper way offensively. But it's unfortunate because, you know, the Browns, they've been down for a while. And it finally felt like, all right, we get Deshaun Watson back from suspension last year. And it was kind of ugly the first half of the year. But they weathered the storm. And it was kind of like, all right, we're, 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 we're in the mix. We're in the mix. But he's out for the year. I, I don't know. This, this contract is going to look it's going to look funny in the light when you look at what, what's, what he's owed. He's owed $46 million the next three years, $62 million cap hits for the next three years. Tough to get out of that. All this money is guaranteed. So you're stuck. You're stuck with Deshaun Watson. There, there is, now, if Deshaun gets back to Deshaun form that, that he was in Houston, then great. But if not, boy, ostrich egg on your face. I mean, the big ostrich egg, ostrich egg. That, 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 that contract will look silly. Guess what? The Cardinals are about to look silly, too, with their contract to Colin Murray. Because they're probably going to try to go get a Caleb Williams or Drake May in the draft next year. Another bad decision at quarterback. But this is why those franchises are who they are, because they make these horrendous decisions. And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson is horrendous. Don't come at me, dog pound. Don't come at me. Remember, I have the First Amendment right and the Second Amendment right. Pew, pew, to take shots at y'all. But, yeah, Deshaun out for the season. He's packed up. You know who else we're packing up? And I blame you, Tay. Because I packed this team up. I packed them up. I packed them up weeks ago. And you, Tay, said, come on, Jess, give him another shot. I said, for what? They said they got Josh Allen and Diggs and Vaughn Miller's coming back. He's any, Anything A&M, he's four. It was, it was more about the Broncos matchup, and I was dead wrong. Yeah. It was, he, and <laughs> he said, yeah, give him a shot. I said, I packed these dudes up a week ago. I trust my gut. He said, I don't know. I give him another shot. And I gave him a shot. I gave the Bills another shot. What did they do? They lose the game because of 12 men on the field. Josh Allen, more turnovers. 
Josh Allen has led the league in turnovers the last five years. We don't talk about it. You know, and I, and I, 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 I didn't see the show, saw the comments uh, on social media, because we all asked the same question. When it's Dak Prescott that's throwing the interceptions, it's it's topic of discussion. When it's Josh Allen throwing the interceptions, it's 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 a topic, but it ain't topic of discussion. And I got to give credit to Stephen A. because he said he goes, listen, when we talk about Dak Prescott and his interception, it fosters conversation. Everybody wants to get involved with the conversation. When we talk about Josh Allen and his interceptions. Eh. It's a conversation, but it doesn't carry. And I and I'm I'm not all for what some of these shows on the big networks do, but I understand what big networks have to do. They have to have thought-provoking topics, whether you like them or not, whether they're about your team or not whether it's fair on your team or not. Because guess what? The engagement is what pays the bills. Whether you, because we all, a lot of times say we don't watch the show, and some of you probably don't watch the show. But you have rabbit ears for your football team, or your players, or your basketball team, or your baseball team, your soccer team, whatever. You have rabbit ears for that. So when something is said about your team, what do you do? You perk up and you listen. And then you engage. Because now that we live in the social media world, it doesn't really matter if you watch the show because if you get the engagements on social media, that's profitable too. You run those clips enough times and it's 8 million views in the clips, that's profit. And then eventually you're going to, eventually you're going to go and watch the show because you want to see it. If, you're, if, if the show talks bad about your team on Monday, and then your team plays well on Tuesday. Guess where you're going on Wednesday? You're going to go watch that show and see what they said about your team. Because you want to have I told you so moment. You want to have a moment where you say, yeah, say what now? But that's what it is. And it's bills are down bad. Bills are down bad. They fired their uh, office coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Trayvon Diggs is tweeting out. This is funny. Trayvon Diggs. No, no, no. Oh, true. Trayvon Diggs is tweeting out during the Monday night football game. And he's saying, oh, 14. 14 is Stephon Diggs, his brother. And he's saying, I got to get 14 out of there. And he's making these tweets saying about his brother needs to get out of Buffalo. He makes another tweet that says, you know, remember, he wasn't popping until 14 got there. He being Josh Allen. Now, I am the middle of two boys. I have an older brother. Shout out to Jamel. I have a younger brother. Shout out to Joe. There's certain things if my brother was to come out and say certain things publicly if I was still playing or when I was playing that you kind of know this conversation is happening between brothers. Like Stephon, Trayvon Diggs saying that my brother need to get out of there or 
That's been a conversation that he and his brother have had. It's the same thing when Tad says certain things. You know that him and Dak had said over some sushi and he had the conversation. So when Trayvon says these things, it doesn't help because what did I say before? All the media shows want to talk about it now. It's engagement. It's spicy. Spicy sells. The good stories... The he saved 12 cats from the burning building is cute. And it gets played once. The salacious stories, the spicy stories, I don't know why this is just America. This is not, a, I don't know why, this is what it is. The spicy stories, they get played over and over and over and over again. See, the good stories, we can't draw conclusions. It's good, it happened, burning building. He went in, saved 12 cats, came back out. But the salacious comments, the Trayvon Diggs comments about his brother, oh, we can break that down. Stephen A goes back and gets a clip from, um, from August and says, I said in August that, Trayvon, that Stephon Diggs didn't want to be in Buffalo. Now we start deciphering and depicting every single thing, every single movement now. We start going back looking at games and where things went wrong. Yeah, that's that's that's... Let's create a cycle of what we can sell. I can't sell the cats. Because how many times are you going to see about burning buildings? There's nothing, there's nothing to it. The building was burning. The cats were inside. He went inside and got the cats came out. He's a hero. Give him a street name. Give him a key to the city. Give him a purple heart. And we move on. Even though I shouldn't go to cats. I mean, I say that. I don't like cats. So I should have said dogs. But dogs are smart enough to get out of the building. Cats are not. What a dumb, what a dumb animal. I hate cats. Sorry, Peter. But I, I packed the bills up. I, I'm done. Bills, you're officially packed up. Five and five. I know the Cowboys still have to come to, to, to Buffalo to play. I'm packing y'all up. Just like Buffalo packed up the winter gear, the summer gear, because the winter time there, I believe I'm packed you up. There's no more. I will no more. I don't care if the. I don't care. I don't care if the Buffalo Bills play Bishop Sycamore. I'm picking Bishop Sycamore. Not Bills. You're done. Bills Mafia. I think you guys are incredible. I do. I think Bill's Mafia is incredible. I love how you guys come together. I love how you guys galvanize the troops and you give to good causes. You do great things. You are phenomenal in tailgating. Your football team sucks. Your quarterback is a turnover machine. And you said it when we, in our, in our pre-prep show, Ted. You said, uh, uh, is Josh Allen the modern-day Brett Favre? Sure. For all the talent that he has, he going to throw that thing to the wrong jersey. He 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 is going to out, he's going to out talent himself to 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 else. Sometimes, the gift can actually be a curse. Oh, if it's not developed, look how I brought look how I brought the beginning, the blessing of the gift of Josh Allen in that arm when it's when the maturity is not developed, it becomes a curse. It's like prolific, like a pastor, unfiltered with Pastor Holly. Josh Allen has has not developed 
the blessing. He has received a blessing. It is a perfect example. He has received a blessing of having a arm cannon. Can make every single throw. But he is yet to develop the maturity to understand just because I can make every throw, I shouldn't. I should not. I should not try to fit the ball into that small window. I should not throw the ball over there late. I should not throw back across my body. I should not drop back, drop back, drop back, drop back, drop back, and throw a Hail Mary. No. No. Heavy is the head that wears a crown. You have an arm cannon, but yet you, you fail to develop the maturity that goes with that arm cannon. And this is why you lack the ability to win the big games. This is why you're consistently leading the league in interceptions because the blessing that you have received from God, you have yet to develop. That's the you can preach on that on Sunday. Dr. Evans, my pastor, you can preach on that on Sunday. My girl, Rev Turner, I know you're going to be watching. Rev Turner, you can preach on that at Sunday school. Ooh, that's tough. I don't know what. That's Ecclesiastes. That got to be somewhere in the Bible. That's got to be biblical, what I just said. If it ain't, whew, God just used me to say a word to somebody. That's, that was, whew, that was let, me, let me move on. Bills, you're packed up. You're gone. I'm done with you. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh out for the year. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate, another neck injury. This is actually the third neck injury for Leighton Vanderus. How he's still playing football? Don't know. Thought the first two would have put him down, but he came back again. It's unfortunate. I never want to see a player get hurt in the National Football League. It, it, this is the brotherhood, and, and, and I told you guys this before. As much as this game gives to those, it takes a whole lot. You do not leave whole. Mentally, physically, emotionally. You do not leave whole. And this looks like the game has, has taken its toll on Leighton. I don't see how he comes back from this to play another down in the National Football League. I don't. I don't. You're, you're talking about now dealing with, you're talking about now fighting against quality of life. Another neck injury can do damage that's probably irreversible. I don't know, I'm not a doctor. But I do know, as a linebacker, having a neck injury with multiple injuries that put you out for the season and had to get surgery, not a good place to be. So thoughts and prayers are with Leighton and his family, and it's absolutely unfortunate. The game has, has given you a tremendous amount. You have more than enough money than you can spend. You've had an opportunity to go to a Pro Bowl. You've played on America's team. You've lived out a childhood dream, I suppose. This might be it. You might have to look at the man in the mirror or not even look at the man in the mirror. Look at the children. Look at your wife. Look at your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. Those who really care about you. And another injury to the neck might cause them to be the ones who have to care for you. That's a tough place to put family members in. And it's not like you haven't, you played the game. But at some point in time, you have to say enough is enough. At some point, you have to say to yourself, my quality of life from this point forward is more important than me doing another how after a sack. 
It's unfortunate. And I know I know a lot of people because y'all been on my y'all been on my Twitter at Mr. Fourth and Long. And you want to label because it happened in the play against the Niners game, and you want to label uh, 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 Trent Williams as a dirty player and an intentional player. And this is this this is where I, Jesse Holly, I, I, I begin to have a beef with people. All you all twenty two type people. If you don't know what all twenty two is, it's it's all twenty two is the coaching players' view of the game. Well, you get to see all 22 players. And the NFL gave access to people uh, to have all 22 a couple years ago. I think it was the dumbest thing the NFL did. I take that back. There's some dumb things the NFL did. But I think it's one of the dumb things the NFL did. I get that they want to build fan engagement, but sometimes, sometimes. My grandma used to say sometime when I was younger that, that, that you know what, this too rich for your palate. When Haagen-Dazs was on sale and she had a coupon for it, she'd get Haagen-Dazs. I got, ooh, grandma, can I get ice cream? She said, no, 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 you can't have Haagen-Dazs. This is too rich for your palate. You don't understand the quality of which this ice cream is. You get the store-bought brand. If you're lucky, you get, if, you get Mr. Smoothie, Mr., Mr., Mr. Softy from the truck. But the Haagen-Dazs, the butter pecan or pecan or whatever you want to say it, that she would say, oh, no, 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 no. This is too, this is too rich for your stomach. And basically all she was saying was, one, this is mine, leave it the hell alone. But two, your 10-year-old self don't, can't truly grasp the flavor that is in this, the quality that is in this, the vanilla bean ice cream with the pecans in there, you don't quite grasp this just yet. Or if it was a good piece of chocolate, this is too rich for you. This rich chocolate. This is, this is, you, this is, too, this is too much for you. This is the qu high quality. And I think some people get access to this all 22, and, and, and I'm like, this is too rich for your stomach. You don't quite understand what, you, what you're looking at here. Because now everyone has access to all 22 when you start to put these videos out and these clips out and you're trying to break things down. And I watch it sometimes and I cringe, not because I, I, I'm better than you, but I, I, I know more than you. And y'all put these clips out from all 22 and, and, and I, it, gives me, it gives me a migraine. Because you put audio to it and you're pointing your pencil and you're, you're marking. I'm going, what the hell are you talking about? Nothing of what you just said is right. And then you post it. And then people follow you. And they actually believe the words that are coming out of your mouth, Craig. And the information that you've given is false. And so now you've put out in the universe false information about a play or player or formation or whatever it is, and it's dead wrong. And y'all stand on it. Y'all die on the wrong hill. Y'all be loud and wrong. But you have access to all 22. And so even with the Leighton Van Der Esch situation, y'all put this film out about, oh, Trent Williams is a dirty player and Trent Williams is, it, it should have been a block in the back and it's fouled. And, so, and I'm sitting and I'm saying, it's unfortunate what happened to Leighton Van Der Esch. But don't say that Trent Williams is a dirty player. That's not a dirty play. Nor is it a block in the back. And these folks 
will argue me down with opinions. Here's what you have to know about Jesse Holly. When I stand on something, when I put something out there, trust me, I fact checks the fact checks the fact checks. Because I know y'all. I know y'all quick to run to Google and the internet and all that kind of stuff and try to make me look stupid. So when I put something out there and I put it out there with a firm stance, trust and believe you me, I've done the research. And so I put the clip out about what happened to Leighton Veterans in the play, and I said, first of all, y'all watching it from the wrong angle. Don't, don't, don't try to slow it down and watch it from this angle. Secondly, do you know the rules? Because if you don't even know the rules, we can't even have the conversation. If you don't know the rules, then all you're giving me is feelings and opinions and emotions from a fan's base. Because if you knew the rules and you knew the facts, this would not be a conversation. It wouldn't even be an argument and you would not make the statement. But because you don't know the rules and you are, uh, and you are operating on opinions and you're operating on feelings, you look stupid. And so then it's my job to publicly make you look stupid. Not that I want to, but you left me no choice. Instead of you doing your research and actually knowing what the hell you're talking about, you put out anything, and so now I have to correct you. And so folks go back and forth with me all day, and I love, the, I love to engage. I, 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 think it's a, I think it's cool that we can have conversation, but when you loud and you wrong and then you lack the ability to act sensible in that, in, in that dialogue, then I have to embarrass you, and I have to continue to make you look stupid. I don't want to do it. You leave me no choice. And so they play the play about uh, uh, um, Trent Williams. And if you know the rules, the rules say that's not a block in the back. But you're going off what you feel, what you think, your opinion. I'm giving you the facts. So that's my, and then and not just this place, a bunch of other plays. Y'all pull up plays from games, and I'm like, oh, he should have threw the ball over there. What? Do you even know the progression? What is the blocking scheme? What are these guys supposed to do? Before you start telling me where the ball should go, and because you can pause a play and slow a play down and say, look, if he just looks over there, you have no idea just how fast a football game goes. You're talking about the, you're talking about the world-class athletes, the best of the best, 200, 300, 350-pound dudes, 395-pound dudes, 6'2", 6'7", 6'8". I mean, you're talking about mammoth human beings moving at warp speed, and you're going to sit there and tell me that, oh, yeah, I would have. What? You've never had a 300-pound dude bearing down on you with bad intentions. So don't tell me what Dak Prescott or where so-and-so should throw the ball. Now, there are some mistakes that they quarterbacks make, but, but please understand, you have to understand what the blocking scheme is. Where the ball is supposed to go. There are some rules that are just tied to the game. If I get this look or this front, the ball is supposed to go right there. That's the rules. Y'all want this ain't Madden. You're not sitting in your comfortable chair, your gaming chair, with your three TV set up, with your vibrating joystick, sitting in your drawers with doodle stains in them. This ain't that. This is real deal. So to tell me or tell other players about how certain things, and I'm cool with the engagement. My, 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 my beef is when you're loud and you're wrong. 
and then you lack the ability to check your resources and actually get the information right before you even put it out. But I get it. That's the culture of what we live in today. It's better to be first than be right. But y'all put this stuff out. And there are people like myself who have no problem engaging with you all where if you wanted to ask a question about, hey, I, I saw this on film. Can you explain this to me in further detail? Here's what I think it is. I can either confirm or deny or I can say, I don't have the answer. Hey, check this person out. They may have the answer for you. There's people like Brian Bartles who Brian Bartles who spent a lifetime in the game. There's other players that, that spend lifetimes doing this thing that could easily and want to assist you in it. But some of y'all don't want that. Y'all rather just be first and be uh, than be right, to be factual. And so when you do that and it comes across my page, especially when directed at me, I'm gonna make you look stupid every single time. Not that I want to, because I don't. You just leave me no choice. Because you're talking about a game that changed my life and that I love, that I dedicated a lot of my time to. So when you don't, when you don't put your 10,000 hours in and you just want to do it because it's, it's a $16 a month uh, subscription and you have access to, I have a problem with that. All right, moving on to the NBA. Fight, 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 fight. Draymond Green's had a hell of a week. He's getting into my, my favorite player in the league, Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards. And then they have the game just started. They have, a, they have a kerfluffle. And I love a good kerfluffle from NBA players because NBA players are the least toughest human beings on the face of this earth. Now, some will get the blicky on you. Gilbert Arenas, Second Amendment, pew, pew, can't bring him in the locker room. John Moran, pew, pew, can't bring him on the road, can't flash him on Instagram. But some will get the blicky on you. But for the most part, NBA players, they, they're, 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 the, they're, the, they're the least toughest human beings in the world. But Draymond, and this is how you can tell that Draymond has had this built up in him. A fight breaks out between Klay Thompson and another player on the on the T-Wolves, and they get into it, and Rudy Gobert gets into the to the kerfluffle, and Draymond comes in there and like, y'all remember Dusty Rose? Dusty Rose would put you in that that headlock. It was it was like one of the Dusty Rose headlocks, and he like dragged Rudy Gobert like ten yards back in the headlock. Rudy said he, he tried to choke me out, but he didn't he didn't do it well enough to put me to sleep. But Draymond has been on Draymond is Draymond, Saginaw, Michigan. Draymond be looking for the smoke. But <laughs> Draymond a funny dude, man. And the funny part, I heard I heard Pat Bev, Pat Bev, Chicago dude. So, you know, maybe Pat Bev's maybe a little tough. I don't know. I don't know. Just cause you're from Chicago, I don't mean you're tough. Like you're from Jersey, I don't mean you're tough. There's a lot of dudes from Chicago got got knocked out. A lot of dudes from Jersey got knocked out. But Pat Bev said, you know. He laughed at Cat Williams, and uh, not Cat Williams, at, at, at Carl Anthony Towns, Big Cat. He said, Big Cat, you standing right there next to Draymond. You got the mean grill face on, and Draymond is literally choking out Rudy Gobert. And you do nothing. You're supposed to be choking out Draymond. Like, if, if, Draymond, if Draymond got Rudy Gobert in, 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 in the hucklebuck, if he got him in the yoke, if he got him in the yoke, you got to be having Draymond in the yoke. Somebody going to sleep. If you're going to put Rudy to sleep, I'm putting you to sleep. But, Cat, you just stood right there, all seven foot of you, and you and, and Cat, you supposed to be from Jersey. See what I'm saying? Even guys from Jersey ain't the toughest guys in the world. But, boy, that was funny. 
But Draymond, they're going to tax you. They're going to tax you. They're going to tax you a lot. Because you're Draymond. You didn't punch him, but you did put him in the yoke. Which was funny. But uh, NBA players, they don't want no, they don't want no fight. But Draymond might. Draymond, he, I mean, he's he, he snuffed Jordan Poole. Which, by the way, the more and more I watch Jordan Poole and his antics with the Wizards, the more and more I understand why Draymond punched you in the face. I, I totally get it. I get it. I get it. Bro, you are annoying. I don't even know you personally. I'm watching you from a distance, and you annoy me from a distance. And that's hard to do. Because I'm a really, like, I'm a real rational, cool, down-to-earth dude. Bro, you annoy me from a distance. Not, because I told you this show, we do not promote violence. We just understand it. Draymond, you'll, you'll do a couple of days on the pond uh, for your antics. In college news, college football and college basketball. You know what? Let me do it. Let me do it. Fuck it. This college. Uh, another NBA. Zion Williams. Son? Is it Williamson? Zion Williams. Son. Williamson. Zion Williamson. This is not because I went to Carolina Go Heels and I despise that school from Durham. Has nothing to do with that. I am as fair as they come. But Zion, and if my good brother Ed is watching, if my good sister Cassandra is watching, here's where you cover your ears. Just briefly. Zion, shut the hell up. No, 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 really. Really and truly, Zion. Shut the hell up. You, you, you say after the other night, you come to the podium and you huff and you puff and you're out of breath. And you're talking about, uh, I, I'm trying my best to buy into the system. Try harder. No, 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 don't try. Buy, buy in. You have done nothing to help this franchise since you got in the league. You came in the league and immediately you got fat. Over the last three NBA seasons, you've played 24, 61, 29 games. You've averaged 28 and a half games per year. So if I'm a coach and I'm a front office, hey, we're going to work our system and Zion will have to figure out how he fits in it. Because when we, when we made our system about you, you failed us. You failed us because your weight. You failed us because you focus on off-the-field off activities. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know. Miss Mills. What's her name? Mills? Myra? Myra Mills? You were paying for that? You were paying for that pom pom? Come on. Come on, Zion. You Zion. But this goes back to what I told y'all before. Some of these, some of your favorite athletes, they aren't as cool as you actually think they are. They're actually L7 weenies. They're squares. And they gotta pay for it. Large amounts. But you got the off-field stuff that you, you embarrass the league, you embarrass your family, you embarrass the team dealing with that shorty. And then the team says, we're trying to keep him under 295 pounds. What? Bro, come play left tackle. You're playing the wrong sport. You're playing the wrong sport. 
You go to New Orleans and all you think about is beignets. Poor boys. Catfish. When you should be hooping. Jordan gave you a shoe. The league was ready to make you the, the face of the fran- the face of the league. One of the faces of the league. You can't be on the court long enough for them to give you that option. That opportunity, I mean. So don't don't when you come out and you go, oh, I'm doing my best to buy in. Buy in. Buy in. You've sold the Pelican short. They gambled on you. And you can't keep your weight down. All the money in the world, all the resources in the world. I said this on the, on the day you were drafted, Zion. I said the first thing Zion should do, the first thing Zion should do, the minute he goes back to the green room after he received his hat and his jersey and shook Adam Silver's hand, the first thing you should have done was get on the phone call LeBron James and said, who is your trainer? Who is your nutritionist? Who is your chef? And how can I get next to you to work out with you as best as I possibly can? We're both the same height. I'm a little bit heavier than you. I need to shed some weight. But instead, instead you made a call. What's the, what's the beignet place in, in Louisiana? Cafe Dumont? You call Cafe Dumont. Let me get a dozen of them things. You door dashed a dozen of the beignets. The baker's dozen. So don't tell me you're trying to buy in. Buy in. This team has given you a lot, and you've given them 28 and, a half, 28 and a half games a season. Buy in my tail. Come on, Zion. And it's not because I went to the UNC. It's because this is unfiltered with Jesse Holly. And you fat. I'm not fat shaming. I'm not fat shaming. Don't come at me, fat shamers. Zion should be in better shape. All right, I'll end with this little college football basketball mix. Local kid here. Trey Johnson from Lake Highlands. He's at Link Prep now. Decided to stay at home. Coach Rodney said Texas players stay in Texas. Sure enough, it's a lot of money down in Austin. These NIL Austin deals that they're pulling out of Texas right now, boy, is something serious. So number four player in ESPN Top 100 is headed to Texas. Another com- his, And his dad went to Baylor. His dad went to Baylor. Baylor was in the conversation, but a little bit more bread in Austin. A little bit more bread in Austin. He's probably a one and done. He'll probably go down there and make a couple mil and then head on to the draft. Dynamic kid. We want him at Carolina. Kick and play. He, he, he is... In baseball, you call it a five-tool. He's a he's a he's all of it. He can shoot, he can dribble, he can score. I mean, all three levels, play defense. So, and then the conversation is about Arch Manning. What is going to happen as we get to the tail end of this year? Quinn Ewers are coming back to play this week. Arch Man, Arch Manning redshirted this year. And it's been some conversation about. Is he going to transfer? Is he going to stay in Texas? I think this was the plan all along for him to redshirt his freshman year, to understand the system, to learn the playbook, to learn the life, uh, what it is as a quarterback, as a student athlete, to get all that stuff kind of behind him. Kind of like, I like Johnny Manziel. Well, he did his freshman year at AM. Didn't know who Johnny was his freshman year. And then all of a sudden, boom, on the scene. 
I don't think that's going to crash and burn like that for Arch Manning. He has way too much. He has way better support. I mean, look at his two uncles. But I think I, I personally think Arch Manning is not going to transfer. I don't have any inside, even though one of my good friends is a running back coach at Texas. What's up, Choice? But I think I think this is all a part of the plan. I think this was a part of the plan of getting in, maturing, allowing the blessings to mature and develop. And then next year, have a full understanding of the offense and can be able to go out there and, and, and not have to. Because it's difficult. Like, I don't, uh, people that went to college, think about the transition that you had to go to college coming from high school and you didn't play a sport. New environment, new people, dorms, school, stress, freshman 15, some of y'all freshman 20. Learning all that away from home. Now imagine being a Manning playing quarterback. Now I have to do all those things I just named, plus lift weights, study hall, film, practice. There's an adjustment that has to be made. If you're thrusted in there as a freshman with the weight of Texas football on your shoulders and the weight of Manning on your last name as in your freshman, you haven't even fully matured yet. I think this slow process, slow walking, because Arch doesn't need no money. I mean, he's a Manning. Even now, he's still making like upwards of $2 million in NIL deals. So I think I think he's going to come back next year. And if and if Quinn Hewers decides that he wants to come back next year, whew, the conversation that needs to be had with Quinn Hewers and Steve Sarkeesian is the one that I read a couple of weeks ago when Hubert Davis had with Caleb Love. When, he, when, when Quinn Ewers walks in and says, Coach, man, I think I'm going to come back. Coach Sarkeesian says, Kid, I love you. I thank you. You should either transfer or go pro. Your time here is done. If you want to stay a student here, great. But moving forward, I'm going with Arch. He's going to be the quarterback of the future. As we usher ourselves into the SEC, as – you, you know who he is. You, you're familiar with the name. We appreciate you. You've done all you can done for us now. We must move on. Because if you don't, now you lose, Arch. And on top of that, there are a bunch of people who have come to Texas to play offense with Arch. So if he goes, they might go. That's a bad look as a coach. The boosters ain't going to like that because they got money tied to this thing. They got restaurants and businesses and oil for gas stations. They want folks flooded to Austin. They want the TV view. They, they, it's too much money. Arch is money. Money is Arch. And when he's the quarterback, people are going to tune in. So I, I think he stays. I think he stays. And he becomes the quarterback of Texas going forward. And then and, and maybe if they're winning national championships and all that kind of stuff, the money will come and it'll just be a great thing. But that's all I got, people. I appreciate you all for being here. Thank you for allowing me to bless your, ear, your ears and your eyes. Some of y'all might think I'm cute. Some of y'all might not. For those who don't think I'm cute, that's crazy. I'm cute. But no, I appreciate all of you. I really do.
men, women, and children, whoever listens to me, uh, I'm here to have a good time. I'm not, I'm not here to be malicious. I'm not here to be um, vile. I'm here to have fun, to make you laugh, to give you facts, um, to give you my opinions in some situations, and, and, and just overall give you a good 45, 50 hour minute of entertainment. And I, I couldn't do this without you, so I thank you. Continue to check us out on Apple, on Spotify. Go to my clips page. Uh, check that out. Fanatics Views, YouTube, Mr. Fourth Along on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Just continue the engagement. Hit me up. I love to, I love the if you see me in the street. If you see me in there trying to say what's up, ski. Don't say that to me. But no, you be like, yo, but Holly, what's up, man? I'm I'm all for the engagement. Don't say nothing crazy to me on the streets. Cause if you're trying to see what's up, it's key. No, I'm playing. But man, thank you guys, man. I appreciate you all. I love you all, man. Remember, never let anyone say that their lives are better than yours because it is your life. And remember, develop. Development is is that waiting period between the time you ask for a blessing and you receive it. Develop it. Be able to handle it. Because it's on the way. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out!